You're listening to Wake Up Springfield with Alex Bryant, Chris Russell, News Director Don Luzader, and Producer Cass Bowen-Anderson on 93.3 and AM 560 KWTO. Welcome back to Wake Up Springfield. We are here with Secretary of State, Mr. Jay Ashcroft. He's also running for governor. How are you doing this morning, sir? Good morning. I'm doing great. Love to hear you talking about pushing back against covid coming back and the government getting out of control again oh man you i'll get all fired up again i mean i gotta be careful here man <laughs> well you know um secretary ashcroft we we expect for you and and the rest of our um missouri legislators to protect us from that like what what are you guys doing to make sure that we don't go into this crazy lockdown stuff anymore well i guess the first thing i'd say is when covid came the first time our office never closed we stayed open we had a job to do we had to serve the people of the state, and I think the best thing that elected officials can do is uh, be a, a good example and not shut down, not knuckle down to government pressure to do stupid things. Thank you so much for that. We appreciate Amen. that. So I got a we, we we have a wide variety of things we want to discuss with you. So um, we're, we're just honored to have you here with us, um, Secretary of State Ashcroft. Really appreciate it. So let's dive into this. We've been telling people uh, thoughts on the presidential election last, uh, presidential debates last week. Who do you think won that, and what's your biggest takeaways? You know, my biggest takeaway is, is I think a different one than most people would get from it. But, um, you know, President, former President Donald Trump did not participate. And I think there were a lot of people that were concerned that that would hurt him, wondered how that would change uh, the dynamics. And I think he was the big winner because he did not participate. Yeah. Uh, for the most part, the other candidates did not attack him. And he came out just fine. I, I think there's a real argument to be made that that debate was really a debate of people running for vice president so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next debate um but i think it was uh that's what really surprised me okay okay so um you talk about vice president like who who's your pick what, what would be a good ticket you know i i'm not there yet i am i am solely focused laser focused if you will on beating Joe Biden or whoever else the Democrats put up. We have got to have a Republic, uh, a Republican win that presidency, a Republican that will stand up for the people and put the United States first, put the people of this state first and put freedom first. Exactly. Exactly. So let's talk about Biden. Um, a couple things. The Biden administration is again, stockpiling COVID equipment and talking about bringing back vaccinations. I think they're in bed with the, um, you know, with the, the companies there, the, the pharmaceutical companies, um, some parts of the country even going back to mask mandates, um, Atlanta College, I think we said Lionsgate's film studio. What's, come on now, thoughts on this whole craziness. What are they doing? Why are they trying to push that on us? This is all about the government being in charge. This is all about, I think, the existential fight that we're having as to who's in charge. Do we, the people, are we in charge or is government in charge? Do we, does government serve the people or do we serve the government? And uh, the government is trying to make more people dependent upon the government, trying to make it so that the government runs every aspect of your life. If, if you want to wear a mask, that's your choice. And, you know, you should have that right. But the idea of the government forcing that on other people, especially with the, what we know now about yeah. COVID, is just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, you're a lawyer. And so um, let's talk about the Biden family crime syndicate. I, I'm just going to go. Is anyone going to get prosecuted? Is anyone going to go to jail? Um, it, it sure looks like they won't. It sure looks I like if they do that. get prosecuted, 
it will be a slap on the wrist. It will be an imitation of what would happen to anyone else. Um, if you look at the, the blatant tax fraud that Hunter Biden uh, perpetrated, if you look at uh, the false filings with regard to the uh, purchase and ownership of a firearm, uh, clearly the, the law does not apply equally. And, of course, you look at uh, the indictments in Georgia that really come down to speech with regard to an election and regard to our government. We're Americans. It's our right to complain about our government and to complain about how our government operates. Yeah, it's like you, you, people feel that the two tier justice system. I mean, you know, they're, they impeached Trump on a technicality on a phone call that he said it was a perfect call. It was a perfect. And, you know, Biden, you know, is now just appears to be getting away with stuff. Clinton got away with destroying 30,000 emails. What, what do we do about that? Like what, what are we the people? What do we have to say about it? How come this just continues to happen? We have to get involved. We cannot leave government to the elected officials. It's too important. We have to get involved from every level, from the local level to the national level, electing individuals that will act with integrity, that understand that no one is supposed to be above the law, and not just people that we may like and not just people that may sound good, that will vote the right way when everyone else is, but we need to elect people that will stand up even when no one else is and and call out the truth, call out untruth, and be willing to lead in the right direction when leadership might want to go in the other direction. Yeah, you just wonder how President Biden just continues to get cover from the media. Um, You know, when he was in Maui and trying to, um, really identify with the people in the Maui fires. And, you know, he's supposed to be sympathetic Joe, a compassionate Joe. But then he says that he, he claims he knows how they're doing and what they're going through because of his kitchen fire when he mm. almost lost mm. his wife, his hey, 67 Corvette. And his I, I, I'm hearing that there may be some charges or a congressional hearing. Was it McCarthy that said? No, I forget who it was. Anyway, yeah, there's going to be a congressional. They're talking about having any, some charges brought up against him and a congressional hearing of some sort looking into that whole comment. Have you heard anything no. on that, Jay? I did over the weekend. I don't know the whole story. I shouldn't probably mention it without knowing the details. But with that said, it did come out. We don't have to go on that today. That's a topic for another day. But I did hear that over the weekend. You know, there, there, there are obviously a lot of investigations because of all the smoke and because of all the problems. I am less concerned by offhand comments or lies that Joe Biden makes just because I don't believe he actually understands what he's saying. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. very unfortunate, but I believe he's at the stage where he doesn't know what he's saying. No, he doesn't. Um, and it, it's unbelievable to me that we would have someone like that that is, I guess, really a figurehead for our government. Yeah. yeah. Hey, switching gears on you just a little bit. Um, you are, let's talk about, let's bring things back home just a little bit here, back into the state of Missouri. And school choice, I know that's been a topic of discussion. And where where do you stand on that? And, you know, what are some what are some advantages and disadvantages that you see to that options in the future? Well, I'm, I'm a big believer in what I would call true school choice or educational freedom. Uh, I've been pushing education reform really since 2018 when I became a Hunt Keen Fellow, started a legislative retreat on education to try to get changes uh, the last two times when I've spoken and opened up the Missouri House of Representatives, I've called uh, for true choice. And by by true choice, I mean not just putting the money in account like an HSA for parents to make the decision about how it's used for 
going to continuing to go to a good local public school or going to a private school or using it for uh, homeschooling or banding together with other parents to hire a teacher for a group of kids, but also reforming and downsizing DESE. Uh, because if Desi's yeah. still in charge, school choice just means you get to pick your mascot. It really doesn't mean that parents are in charge of education. And we need to get back to the idea that there are two main uh, people in charge of education in this country. We need to have parents there to make sure their child is getting the education they need, and they need to be d- directly talking to teachers, That's not good. to administrators, not to school boards, not to you know principals. But we need to go back to education as between uh, children and their teacher with parents representing the teacher. That will help to make sure kids are getting educated, and it will empower teachers the way they ought to be. Teachers are the one teaching. They ought to be in charge of the classrooms. Man, you're talking, you're saying there, we're, we're here talking with Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, and, and um, the, the theme of this morning is big deals. We, you know, earlier today, we spoke with Stephanie Bell. She's kind of a big deal. I've made it known around the studios here that I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> and Governor Ashcroft, or, or, or excuse me, um, Secretary of State, maybe I spoke a little bit earlier there. Yeah, yes. So, um, Ashcroft, you're kind of a big deal. Now, here's the deal. I'm on the school board of Nixa. And I mean, you know, so, hey, we're elected officials. I mean, God bless you. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm not at the level where you are of getting elected. But, um, you know, when you're looking at this whole, you know, school board, we look at in, in Missouri. The St. Louis Post says that Missouri is number one, even over Texas, for book censorship measures. Missouri state lawmakers have proposed the most educational intimidation <laughs> bills in the country is what they call it. Do you, do you call that censorship or, or just, you know, parenting, knowing what's going on. What's your thoughts on that? It, it is parenting. And the idea that newspapers and library associations would be against parents making the decisions that are in the best interest of their children, uh, it's wrong that, that, that school, that uh, libraries are against it. The Missouri Library Association earlier came out and said that uh, librarians were better trained and knew better what to give children than parents did. I categorically reject that. Children are given by God in care for parents, and parents need to be in charge, and we need to stand up, and we need to defend that. Dude, that's exactly right on. So we really appreciate that. I know here in Nixa um, at the school board and, and around the state, there, there there's some, some, some books that we didn't even know were in these schools. I think COVID exposed that to a lot of us as parents. And, you know, I know there's a group of concerned parents of the Ozarks and, and Ozark and in Nixa who are looking at some of these books and going, how do they even get there in the first place? And, and it comes down to, we have to look at, you know, who was allowing these, these books in there and you can call it censorship. They want to call it that. We, I don't think it's censoring. I call it parenting. We are making sure that there's, that there's some books that our kids at, you know, young ages, 13, 14, they should not be exposed to some of them with graphic, um, details and graphic pornography that if I had it on my computer as a man, I would literally be arrested for. And so I thank you for all that you're doing to protect our children. So, um, thank you there. Um, um, secretary of state Ashcroft. So lastly, just to kind of get you out of here. So you're running for, for governor. Um, what do you want the people to know about you? What, why would they want to vote for you? Um, in this um, coming election? You know, I would just ask the people to look at the fact that I'm an engineer, not a politician. Uh, politicians fix the blame. Engineers fix the problem. As Secretary of State for seven years, I've actually gotten conservative policy done. I've stood up for the rights of individuals over government. I've made changes. I've cut spending. 
I'm not just someone that says he'll do stuff or claims he'll do stuff on social media. I've done it. We need leadership in this state. I'll do that, and that's why I hope the people of the state will vote for me. Well, we appreciate that, um, Secretary um, Ashcroft. And so finally, um, today is the 60th anniversary of Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. What is What is that speech meant to you? You know, the real concern for me is I think in the last 10 to 15 years, we've gotten farther away from the actualization of that speech and that dream than we were. I think we're moving in the wrong direction. Uh, but, you know, when I think about that speech, I think about someone that understood or understood that we are all made in the image of God and are intrinsically valuable because we are made by God. And if we would all look at each other that way, and it sounds kind of childish and old-fashioned, but if we would just use the golden rule when we treated everyone and treated people the way we wanted to be treated, this whole world would be so much better. Wow, that is so Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Great job. Hey, thank you. Thank you, sir. Been talking thank to you. Uh, Jay Ashcroft, Secretary of State and candidate for governor.